Hi everybody, welcome to the Payoff Pitch on Phantom Radio, presented by DNL Window Tinting. DNL Window Tinting, we put the shades on the sun. Hi everybody, I'm Paul Valley, and the Orioles playing some pretty solid baseball for considering the worst team in baseball right now. Uh, they won last night 7-2 against the Diamondbacks behind six strong innings of two-run ball from Dylan Bundy and three home runs from the offense. Neither team scored after, I believe, the fourth inning. But, hey, 7-2 win, we'll take it. Orioles are 10-10 and in their last 20 games, which is normally the definition of mediocrity. But when the team has the worst record in baseball, it's certainly a noteworthy stretch to go 10-10 and in a 20-game stretch. Also, Asher Wojciechowski on Sunday. Talk about a performance. This guy came out there and absolutely dominated the defending world champion Boston Red Sox. He went seven and a third innings pitch, allowing one hit, which didn't come until the first batter of the seventh inning. Uh, didn't give up any runs. The bullpen didn't give up any hits and runs. Uh, so the Orioles won that game five to nothing. Wojciechowski got 23 swings and misses from that Red Sox lineup, which is one of the best offenses in baseball, and had won, I believe it was 19 of 22 games at Camden Yards dating back a couple of years. The Orioles actually got their first series win in almost two years against the Red Sox since August of 2017, winning the first game of that series. We won't talk about the 17-6 middle game of the series, but then getting that nice 5 nothing performance at the end of the series to pull out the series win. And how many times can I say series in one sentence? We'll try it. We'll try again later. Um, so Wojciechowski pitching well, Orioles hitting well, Orioles 10-10 over the last 20 games, like we said. Dylan Bundy, he has one more start until the trade deadline, ERA of about five and a quarter. This is a guy who, if he had pitched well this year, was probably a likely trade candidate, but uh, he had a really bad start to the season, had a nice about 12-start stretch in the middle of the year, and then with that right knee tendonitis, pitched really poorly in his last outing, went on the 10-day injured list. This was his first start back. He was eligible to come off yesterday, came off, made the start, pitched well. Hopefully that knee is behind him. He said that his knee felt really great. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. But you have to wonder if he's going to be a trade candidate if he pitches well again in his next start, which should be Sunday. Um, personally, I think that the Orioles really can't trade any other starting pitchers because you got rid of Kashner, you replaced him with, Wojciech with Wojciechowski. Uh, you still have John Means. Um, hopefully, Eshelman can put that debacle uh, that he pitched in on Saturday night in his rear view and come back and pitch well. Uh, you don't want to keep going with openers. Aaron Brooks has pitched okay as the opener uh, in his opportunities. He did get lit up uh, the other night by the Diamondbacks. But this is a team that doesn't really have a lot to pick from. So they're going to go with what they have to to get through the rest of the season and then reevaluate that rotation and that bullpen moving forward. But getting rid of a guy like Dylan Bundy really destabilizes, if that's a word, destabilizes your rotation a bit. And so I really have to believe that even if he does pitch well, say he comes out and throws a complete game shutout, I still don't think that the Orioles trade him unless they're overwhelmed by an offer. And with that in mind, we're going to get a break and get a word from our sponsor, uh, but when we come back, we're going to have Todd Karpovich, who is a contributing writer for Sports Exchange, the Baltimore Sun, Forbes. He wrote a couple of articles, one about Asher Wojciechowski uh, for Press Box, and one for Forbes about the Orioles' trade deadline needs and who they could be selling and could they be buying it all. Probably doubtful, but when we get back from our break, Todd's going to talk about all of that, and we'll talk to you after the word from the sponsor. In your home, sunshine can stream in through windows, bringing a cheerful feel and warmness to any room. 
Sometimes, though, it brings in too much warmth, even harmful ultraviolet light and solar energy that can raise energy bills, drain the color from your fabrics and furnishings, and cast a blinding glare on your television or computer screens. DNL Window Tinting can protect your home from all of this while saving you money on energy bills. Start saving today by calling DNL at 410-941-2942. That's 410-941-2942. Welcome back to the Payoff Pinch. Once again, I'm Paul Valley, and joining us is Todd Karpovich, who's a contributor to PressBox and Sports Exchange. Recently wrote an article for Forbes as well. Todd, how are we doing today? Uh, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. You seem to have a lot of knowledge and be quite the contributor when it comes to Orioles baseball. Uh, we were talking before the break that the Orioles, they, they're 10-10 and 10 over the last 20 games, which is pretty much a definition of mediocrity, but when you're the worst team in baseball, it's noteworthy, right? That's exactly right. And what brings the hides is to deal with as far as finding available starting pitchers and juggling that rotation almost throughout the entire season. It's pretty amazing they've gone 10-10. The last 20 games. Um, and also, you know, we've got a, a shuttle going back and forth from Norfolk to, um, you know, the ability to Frederick as far as relievers go. So, you know, he's, he's dealt with a lot of challenges. I think he's doing a heck of a job, uh, you know, still the ships. Oh, yeah, I certainly agree. There's been a lot of talk on, uh, at least on social media recently, that uh, should he be on the hot seat, which I think is just a ridiculous thing to talk about in his first season with a, a roster doesn't really, frankly, have much talent on it. Uh, you mentioned that shuttle going back and forth from the minors, um, and one of the guys who's been on that is Asher Wojciechowski, the Orioles had in their system last year, pitched really well in Norfolk, uh, they didn't re-sign him, then he goes to Cleveland, pitches for, for Columbus uh, in their, as a AAA affiliate, was pitching really well there, had about a 3.5 ERA for Columbus, and then he got released there and he comes back to Baltimore. Uh, tell us, talk to us a little bit about Asher Wojciechowski, you wrote an article about him for press box, he got 23 swings and misses in seven and a third innings pitch of one-hit shutout baseball against the defending world champion Red Sox on Sunday. Is this a guy who can stay in the rotation for the rest of the year, or is it kind of a game-to-game situation with him? Well, he's sort of a journey, man. He's been, he's been with nine or ten organizations throughout his career, um, and you know he's, he's, he's sort of he's been around. He's 30 years old, so I don't know how much he's going to be part of the future. But you shut down a Red Sox lineup like that, so I encourage him. Um, and so he gets chances, and the Orioles don't have many options back with the starting rotation. I mean, the, the trade line, the, the trade deadline coming off, so there's that talent. What else they're going to do as far as trying to trade a few more veterans and get some prospects in? But uh, he's going to have, he's going to pretty well. He's going to have a pretty long leash to make an impact in a long one for staying power. Um, that said, I don't know what how big a part he'll be in the long term. He's 30 years old, and they may have to pick up three or four years. But he certainly, he certainly can find his niche. He can certainly find, you know, get his career back on track here in Baltimore because he's going to have an opportunity. And high is pretty high on him. Yeah, and I think a lot of people should be high on him. I, the, the previous start against the Blue Jays, he went four and a third innings and got 16 swings and misses. Now, he didn't pitch particularly well because the stat line didn't show, uh, didn't show that. But 16 swings and misses, one start, 23 swings and misses in the next. Uh, that slider has been absolutely devastating. Uh, and was really keeping these hitters off balance. Yeah, he's certainly figuring things out, you know, and I think it's good. And I think there is, you know, he's not in the middle of a pennant race either. So I don't think he's putting as much pressure on himself and pitching for, you know, a team that's going to be pace for 100 losses. I'm not saying, you know, I think he's smart enough to realize he has an opportunity here to, to, to you know, pitch for, you know, they're in a spot with that kind of 
Well, certainly, and at the very least, whether he's auditioning for a job somewhere, whether it's in Baltimore or whether it's someplace else. Like you said, he's a journeyman. He's been on he's been on eight or nine different franchises in ten years of professional baseball. So, yeah, thirty years old. He probably doesn't factor into the Orioles' future plans, but. He could factor into somebody's plans, maybe a, a team that's close to the contender could use a back end of the rotation starter or a bullpen piece. Yeah, he could be a great guy coming out of the bullpen, giving you two innings, three innings, maybe a long time. Um, yeah, so he's showing his value. Um, how can I say, I don't know how much my track record has, but again, like Elias, you know, he said that. And um, Fairfax, he's going to listen to that. The only guy on the Orioles is not untouchable is John Means. Um, other than that, Elias, he's going to listen to any offers for any players. And, you know, and like with Daniel Oh yeah, C- certainly at least you know maybe extend his career a little bit, and you you mentioned. Guys that are, the only guy that's really untouchable right now is John Means. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about who's on the trading block. Um, you're talking about guys like Michael Givens, um, Jonathan Villar, Trey Mancini. Maybe even an outlier in Dylan Bundy who came back last night and pitched pretty well six innings and two-run ball against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, in your heart of hearts, of those names, who's going to stay and who's going to go by this time next Wednesday? Now, where has it hurt him? Because the way he hits left handed pitching, that is a valuable guy to come off the bench or even start, and he has much utility for a team that you're in playoff contention. You've got a guy that can come pinch hit like that, or even play in multiple positions. Um, he's, definitely, he's definitely a player that they're going to look at him and um, But again, I think like Elias, he doesn't have a high ceiling as far as where he wants back. He just wants prospects with you know, great potential. So, any one of those guys could go. I don't know if Bill and Bill and goes. It's just not right. Yeah, and you mentioned Hunter Alberto, which is a little bit surprising to me because this is a guy who's leading the majors in batting against left-handed pitching, seems to get a hit every night. Uh, now, that on base percentage and the power is not really there, uh, but he's in his mid-20s, uh, plays he can plays the infield, usually probably more a second baseman than anything else. It surprises me that a guy in his mid-20s that's hitting over 300 would be somebody who you think would definitely be traded since he's under team control for quite a while. Yeah, again, hitting pitching is what it does. Matt Benson's a great asset to have. And again, I think Elias would part with him for, you know, yeah, well, well, you know, I like that you mentioned the Rockies. They are fading a bit, but if you have Jonathan Jonathan VR added to that team, you know, his offensive numbers are kind of middling, in, in my opinion, but he's got some pop in the bat. If he plays in course yeah. field, you're definitely sure to see a spike in his offensive production. But 
I think the teams at this point in the season are not going to trade for somebody just to trade for somebody. And with VR, I might agree with you that he might not be going anywhere simply because of the fact that he's not a difference maker. He's not somebody that's going to push a fringe playoff team over the hump. But so with that being said, after these trades happen, does that give some opportunity for some of these minor league players, namely Ryan Mountcastle, Austin Hayes, DJ Stewart, and even the all-forgotten Jace uh, Peterson, does that give them an opportunity to get promoted? Because they all certainly play well enough to come up to the major league level. DJ Stewart already got up here for a cup of coffee, wasn't productive, and then got hurt. And then when he got healthy again, they just put him right back on that Norfolk roster. Yeah, all those guys are coming up. There's no doubt about that. They want to see what they can do at the major league level. Um, Orioles have a really good... Um, Orioles are good for the first time. And, and, and many years, they have a play in place. They want these guys... They have a certain amount of at best. At triple-A, you know, at double-A, whatever. Um, and once they reach that plateau, then they kind of move forward. And then all these guys, you know, it's now late July. All these guys are reaching those goals. So I think we're going to get a look at all those guys before the end of the season. Oh, wow. It's going to be fun. Um, Well, yeah, and you mentioned that they're going to be fun to watch and it's, it's going to be an exciting time, and I think that that's what a lot of fans have been clinging to this year is, yeah, this roster right now isn't a ton of fun, but once guys like Mount Castle and Hayes get up here and, you know, maybe Keegan Haken with a September call-up, um, we'll talk about that in a minute, that's something that people have been clinging to because it gives you hope for the future if those guys play well. Yeah, it gives you a glimpse of the future. It's fun to watch them develop. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna, if they play well, it's going to be really great. You know, you know the Chris Davis situation. You know, it's, you know, and if you want to hold the offseason, there's no chance of it. It's sort of the same deal, sort of the same, same challenges. So that's, I think that's going to be frustrating for a lot of fans also. Absolutely. Now, when we did this show last week, that guy I mentioned before, Jace Peterson, he had just... Uh, been granted this release by the Orioles. I didn't see anything released about um, him coming back into the organization, but he a couple days later, he's back in that Norfolk Tides lineup. Uh, is this a guy, 29 years old, certainly not a prospect, but he's played well enough to earn a promotion, hit him well over 300 down in Norfolk, showing some pop, showing some speed with 12 stolen bases down there, last I checked anyway. Is this a guy that, that came back to the organization because they probably said to him, hey, after that deadline, we're going to find a spot for you on the Major League roster? Yeah, I would think that I think he knows too that this is going to be his best chance to make his mark for the Um Especially if they start trying to use dealers, you know, and if he's going to take these veterans away, these spots are going to open, he's going to have an opportunity. I think, yeah, I think he's got some potential, but like you said, he's 29, so he's on that, he's on that cost area of really where he fits in, you know, sort of in the long-term plans. Right. They, 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 they need to play. Behind him to be able to fill out a lineup, you know, and if this guy's going to contribute, 
You know, I, I know, I know you got to run, so i got just a couple more questions for you, Tyler. Certainly appreciate you taking the time. Um, we did mention Keegan Aiken briefly. Do we see him in September, or are they just going to give him an opportunity to crack the rotation start in 2020, shut him down after the AAA season ends, because Norfolk's not going to the postseason? No, I don't know. He may come off. I don't know how much you get to I think the limit is ending. Um, I think they may bring him off just for him to be taste being up here, experiencing it, and, and, and working with the coaches. Um, you know, so if he throws, if he doesn't throw the ball, he'll be very limited inning wise. But I would not be surprised to see him, you know, sort of walk out of the team. Sort of, you know, give him a incentive this all season, keep working hard, know that he has a shot, you know, 2020, you know, hard rosters. Well, absolutely. And this is, this is a big left handed pitcher. He's got a really heavy fastball that produces a lot of ground balls. You know, he was the organization's pitcher of the year last year, then gets his first taste of AAA pitching. He's 4 and 3 with a 4.5 ERA. So I think that the Orioles were hoping for a little bit better out of him in Norfolk this year. Um, so I would say this season has been disappointing, in my opinion, for the most part, but still has an opportunity to pitch well enough to get up here in September and then really get a shot at that rotation starting in 2020 moving forward. Yeah, it's just got to tighten up his mechanics a little bit. I think he would be better served up here, kind of working with the, 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 the pitching coaches up here, the coaches here, monitoring him, and also, you know, picking the brains of some other, you know, better guys. Absolutely. And you saw what Doug Brokale did for Andrew Kashner, who had that nightmare season last year and then pitched well enough to get traded to the world, to the defending world champions this year. So I do think that there's something to it that the major league coaching staff could have a better impact on a guy like Keegan Aiken than the AAA staff could. Uh, and the last question I have for you, Mark Trumbo, uh, he went one for four in a rehab start with Norfolk last night uh, with a strikeout. Now, this is a guy who's had a knee injury, had offseason, he had knee surgery last year that ended the season. He was shut down in spring training, shut down on his rehab stint earlier this year. He's in his mid-30s now. He's an all-or-nothing guy. These are guys that are kind of going the way of the dodo in Major League Baseball. Is Trumbo, A, is there a point in putting him on this roster at any point this year? And B, would you? is it safe to assume that after this season's over, his career is probably over as well? When we talked to him when he got hurt, he was pretty resigned that his, his career was over. Um, he couldn't, his knee was still hurting him. You know, he, he couldn't get back. He called it the new normal with his knee being up there. So, but again, it's been some comebacks. But yeah, this time with the Orioles is over. I'd be very surprised um, if he plays the team that this year. I don't really know where it fits in. That Davis and Mancini, you know, playing first and Mancini going outfield. There really isn't a spin. You've got Mark Castle. Right, and they were saying it's a similar knee injury that could be ending Dustin Pedroia's career, so it's nothing to, you know, look lightly at. Well, hey, Todd, really great stuff. I know you got to run, so I appreciate you taking a little bit of time today to join us on the payoff pitch. I hope we get to talk to you again. Thanks for joining me today, man. Really appreciate it. And that's going to do, do it for us here on the Payoff Pitch presented by DNL Window Tinting on Bamble Radio. Once again, DNL Window Tinting, we put the shades on the sun. Everybody, I'm Paul Valley. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week.